Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're back. We're back here live on the unction. And I hope that everything is coming through well. As you all know, I am manning the ship alone. So a lot of things I'm still learning and I'm trying to make sure that everything is coming in good and clear. I'm trying to make sure everyone is able to hear me. Everyone's able to see me. And uh, we, we came right on screen tonight because we have a lot to cover. I want to show you our our cover for this particular night. It is the unction, a false balance is an abomination. A false balance is an abomination. Um, I want you to look at something, and I, as you saw on the, the um, little intro slide there, I have a picture of Carton Pearson, I have a picture of T.D. Jakes, and there's something that I know we've all been seeing, so I want you to see it here, and uh, I'll come back with some commentary. If you're going to have my attention, you're going to have to respect me. You're going to have to respect me. Which means you're going to stand up like a grown woman, and we're going to have a conversation. You got it? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Because I'm a grown man filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, I hope that came through for you. Let me see something right quick. Okay, it looks like I have some sound. It looks like I have some uh, some volume. So, all right, here's what I wanted to go with. Here's what I wanted to go with. In that video, there's a lot of discussion as to whether or not the demon in the woman was properly handled. There was a lot of discussion to ask to whether or not Bishop T.D. Jakes has the ability to cast out demons. Does he really have any power or whatnot? Or uh, is the the church given the authority to continuously cast out demons even after the apostolic age? Now, all of those are very, very good questions. But what I want to get into tonight, I'm trying to figure out, what I'm trying to figure out is how much operation in the church is actually demonic and how much of it is actually us humans now here's a scripture i want to bring in our our view today proverbs chapter 11 verse 1 a false balance is abomination to the lord but a just weight is his delight See, I grew up Pentecostal holiness, like many of you who have watched me, uh, many of you who see me on TikTok, uh, many people who uh, will be looking at this later. I'm grateful for the four of you. Like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe. But look, look here. I grew up in Pentecostal holiness, apostolic, all that good stuff. But the truth of the matter is there were some times that we were calling on Jesus and we should have been calling the police. Come on here. Come on, I know I already said something. I know I already said something. There was a time in church where we should have been calling on the police, but we were at the altar hollering and screaming, calling on Jesus, talking about, Lord, set them free. Lord, set them free. You know, I remember uh, stories about guys who married a woman and snuck into the kids' bedroom at night and done stuff he ain't supposed to do. And we talking about calling on God, ask the Lord to deliver you. We shouldn't have been calling on Jesus. We should have been calling 911, getting these people thrown in jail, getting these pedophiles off the street, uh, even in the Catholic Church, which we know we don't follow that tradition at all. 
But even in the Catholic Church, they moving a priest from place to place and covering it up and giving the orphans and the little kids that was abused counseling. No, the police should have been called. There's a lot of things in the church that we put on the devil and we put on spirits and we should have been handling ourselves. There are some things that's psychological. There are some things that's just an obedience problem. Come on, somebody can be a witness. Anybody ever seen someone praying about something that they should have been making decisions about? Come on, somebody in the in the comments, you can put a situation you've seen where people are praying about stuff that they should have been dealing with themselves. For instance, I've seen people, Lord, heal me from my high blood pressure. Heal me from my high blood pressure. And then scarfing down ham hocks, scarfing down chitlins and ribs and fried chicken and clogging their arteries. And I'm Lord, please, Lord, heal my body, Jesus. Uh-uh. A false balance is an abomination. When you put things on the spirit realm that you should be handling with good sense in yourself, that is an out-of-balance mindset. You cannot pray one thing and live in direct contradiction. You cannot pray, Lord, bless me with a good husband, but yet you walking around sleeping with somebody else's. Come on here. You cannot pray for good health and do everything in your power to make yourself sick. There are some things that is spiritual. There are some things that are psychological, and there are some things that straight up and down, you got to use some good sense and some good uh, tactics in order to overcome. Now, on the other hand, I know and 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 I feel so bad sometimes for, for preachers who've been in the ministry a very long time because I understand the cynicism that can be created from being in ministry for years and years and years and years. You can pick up a cynical spirit because you've seen People make these mistakes. That's why, listen, we can get into who Jakes is. We can get into what, what he believes. We can get into whether he's even saved, you know, dealing with the Tyler Perrys and the Oprahs of the world. But here's the bottom line. I know what these preachers can get at. After you've cast out so many devils and after you've seen so many people go through deliverance and yet they're making choices that contradicts the deliverance that they say took place, at some point, you say, hey, um, stop stop that. Don't spit on me today. Come on here. Don't spit on me today. Don't don't yell at me today. Don't have me wrestling and rolling all over the floor and, and sweating all out of my mind. Stop spitting on me. Get up and talk to me. And let's figure out what's really wrong with you. And I understand the cynicism that can be created. Like I said, I understand we can, we can talk about a lot of things. But. What I also know is we preachers have to be careful. And I'm, now, this is me. I am a person, I've seen enough church. See, we used to be in church to one in the morning, two in the morning. We used to cast out demons and, and people foaming at the mouth and falling on the floor and all this kind of stuff. Okay, so I know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying it as a person who ain't never been there. I've been through all that. But when you've seen it for 20, 30, 40 years, you get to a point where you say, nah, this, a lot of this stuff is just y'all. Don't waste our time. I've seen people get delivered every six months. I see people get the devil cast out of them every three weeks. I've seen that kind of stuff. So there's a cynicism that I have created 
but I have to be careful. Once again, what the scriptures say, Proverbs chapter 11, 1, a false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. So I have to make sure that I don't have a false balance, that I don't put things on the mind and on the flesh that does have to be spiritually handled. But I'm going to tell y'all, and, and this is going to go against a lot of my Pentecostal holiness, apostolics and, and people, uh, uh, charismatics who like the, the, the drama of church and the, 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 the sensationalism of service. I'm going to tell you something that most in our circles won't tell you. Most of the stuff that we're dealing with can be handled with the atoning work of Jesus Christ. I said something right there. Most of the demons that we are dealing with in our churches, most of the spirits that we're dealing with, it could be handled with the atoning work of Jesus Christ. What do you mean? If you really give your heart to Jesus, the Bible says the wicked one touch you not. The Bible says the wicked one touch you not. You cannot be God's possession and Satan's possession too. Bitter and sweet water don't come out of the same fountain. If people truly give their hearts to Jesus Christ, the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He'll, he'll run from you. It won't be nobody fighting you and rolling on the floor with you and you uh, throwing shoes and turning over chairs. If you humble yourself to God, truly give yourself to him, resist the devil, he'll flee. You cannot be God's possession and Satan's possession too. The wicked one touch you not. So if you are a preacher, a pastor, or whatever, and everybody in your every three months you got to get delivered from a demon, something is wrong. The Bible says that even Apostle Paul, the Bible says that there was an assignment from the enemy. It says that he was uh, had a thorn in the flesh, and he was buffeted in three different seasons. He prayed to God, take away this thorn in the flesh. It was a messenger of Satan. And God said, my grace is, is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. In other words, Apostle Paul was not possessed of that thing. It was that a buffet him, but he was not possessed of it. He yielded to God, and God's grace was sufficient for him. Somebody's responding. Thank you. Uh, Lobo07103. Thank you for responding. It says facts, and most people don't need a blessing. They need a budget. Thank you. Thank you. Come on now. Things that we need to do ourselves and we screaming and hollering at God, giving all our money to these false prophets. Let me say it again. Giving all of our money to these false prophets and we're talking about, oh, bless me. Cast a demon out. Do this, that. Oh, if I sow a seed, God of this. Let me tell you something. The brother, the, the, the Lobo uh, 07103, you're absolutely right. Instead of doing all of that, we ought to get a budget. The Lord has, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory, right? And the Lord did. And what you do, you went to the ABC store. What you do, you went to go party. What you do, you spend all your money on that woman and she ain't even give you. Lord have mercy. Let me stop. Let me stop. Once again, this show is called The Unction. 
<laughs> Sometimes the unction will stop you in mid-sentence. The, what's the unction? Let's look at it where the circle is. Cognate, this is the word unction. 5545 on your strongs. It is the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. The unction is the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. He'll slow you down. He'll stop you from all that talking. I wonder if I've been pressing this keyboard. My hand been on this keyboard. Lord have mercy. Now, the Bible, let's go to another scripture. The scripture says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, so here, here's the thing. Here is another um, insight that I'm not sure a lot of Pentecostals pay attention to. Okay, LaRonda La Nicole, thank you for responding. Obedience is the key to remaining free, but no one wants to be held accountable because they believe God is a genie. Come on in here. Come on in here. You talking right. Nobody wants to be held accountable because they believe God is a genie. All right. Now, I'm going to get back to that. That's a good one. Here's the thing. Do you not notice? And, and I know Pentecostal Charismatics, they, they uh, apostolics, all them people, all of us who grew up like that, we don't like to go past the book of Acts. We like to get stuck in Acts because it's just a good place to land and a good place to trap people's thinking. But um, we're a little bit past the book of Acts. Well, as far as biblically speaking, we're still, the church is still active. But in the book of Acts, we saw a lot of casting out demons and laying on hands and all that kind of stuff. But do you not notice that when Apostle Paul was establishing the Gentile churches, come on here, come on here, come on, let's get in the unction. Do you not notice that when Apostle Paul started establishing the Gentile churches, that Apostle Paul, no, nowhere can you find where he gave some kind of instruction on exorcism? Do you notice that there is nowhere that you can find where he gave specific instructions to the church on First you do this, and then you do that, and then you cast out a demon, and then that first you, you want to stop the music, and then you want to say, what is your name, demon? And the demon tells you its name. And You notice that Apostle Paul does not do that? Apostle Paul deals with the mind and the flesh. <laughs> Apostle Paul deals with the mind and the flesh. He don't deal with a bunch of demons because we're talking to the church. We're talking to the church. Not that demonic spirits are not in operation. He said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, rules of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes, Apostle Paul say that, but do you not notice that most of his attention is dealing with the mind and the flesh? He's talking about mortifying and crucifying mortifying and crucifying and being transformed by the renewing of one's mind. Do you ever notice it? Do you
Do you ever notice it? He don't spend a whole bunch of time saying, well, Timothy, first you get the spirit high, and then when the anointing reaches a certain point, demon spirits will start to react, and when if they start saying all kinds of things, you say silence in the name of Jesus, and you ask that devil, what is your name? And the demon exposes his name, and then you call that demon out. You spirit of adultery come out. You spirit of fornication. No, he did not give none of that. He deals with the mind and the flesh. Why? Because most of what the church is dealing with is the mind and the flesh. We can't blame the devil for everything we're going through. All right, we got another one here. Yes to Paul. After deliverance or healing, I don't see or hear teaching on how to remain or keep their healing and deliverance. Exactly. Exactly. For, for one, if you want deliverance, seek the deliverer. If you want deliverance, Seek the, the deliverer. And if you have the deliverer in you, how can you not have deliverance? And once you receive it, you walk in it and you are transformed by the renewing of one's mind. You have to renew the mind. Your mind is still in the place of your sickness. Your mind is in the place of your proclivity. Your mind is still in the place of your hang up. But you have to renew it every day with the word of God. With the word of God. You have to go, you have to go from the place of um depending on your own thoughts to learning the word so that you will walk out your life according to the word. You are not your body. You live in a body. So when your body says sickness, you are not. You have to remember that by his stripes you're healed. Uh, you live in a body. You are not your body. So when your body says fornication, you say, no, the spirit serves the law of God. With the mind, I serve the law of God. All right? These are the things you got to keep in mind. Yes, it says, yes, sir. He teaches sanctification. Uh, Selena Cleveland, thank you. Um, for that amen, we got to learn to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that once again, I understand when, when demonic presence is there, call the demon out, cast demons out. But I am telling you that most of what we're dealing with is the flesh. It's the world and the flesh and the devil, but it's the flesh. And we need to get out of our flesh in the churches. Like I said at the beginning of this broadcast, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe. Like I said at the beginning of this broadcast, I have the reason why I'm so big on human beings making up their mind, choose you this day whom you will serve, is because I have seen the wickedness of man in church. And when we was calling on Jesus, we should have been calling on the police about these pedophiles. When we was calling on Jesus, we should have been calling the police about these wife beaters. We'll talk to you about the Lord. The Bible say, don't go to the law against a brother. You're not my brother molesting kids. You're not my brother beating women. You're not my brother beating your man and, and scratching them and calling them names and, and cutting them and everything because you think he a man and he should be able to take whatever you do to him. You're not my sister. You're not my sister. And you're not my brother. Instead of calling on Jesus, a lot of times we need to call the police because you're evil, you're wicked, you're mean, you're nasty. And if you so demon-possessed, why wouldn't the police get there your hands go up? If you're so uncontrollable with demons, why is it when the police get there, all of a sudden your pants come back up in the room and, and oh, you're scared, you're scared? It's only the devil when we caught and, and, and we, we're trying to avoid a consequence. 
And I'm not saying the devil's not real, but I am saying that 90% of what we're dealing with is the mind and the flesh. And we need to stop playing. We need to stop playing. Pride is in the way. That's good. That's it, Lobo07103. Uh, who is my mother? Who is my sister? Who is my brother? Them that do the will of my father. I remember growing up in a Pentecostal Holiness Church. Oh, uh, uh, you don't want to, don't go to the law on your brother. Don't don't go to the law, the apostolic church. Oh, don't go to the law on your brother. You ain't my brother doing that wicked mess. We need some accountability, like we said. We need accountability in God's church. Here it is. Some of us are still dwelling in the outer courts, the courts of the Gentiles, and refusing to accept Jesus to the veil. Yes, and we can now ever uh, be in covenant relationship with, with the holies of holies. Amen, amen, and amen. That's the thing with the church. These deliverance ministries, Lord have mercy, I get mad. These so-called deliverance ministries, the reason why them people come to you every two weeks is because you have taught them a dependency on what you call deliverance. When there is one Lord, one faith, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, you have a right and access through the veil, the middle wall of partition, torn down that we might have access to Jesus Christ, the holies of holies. We don't need you getting us delivered every three weeks. The Bible says, whom the Son set free is free indeed. What do you mean I, every two weeks? Every two weeks I got to come get delivered. Every two and a half weeks, I got to come get set. No, the devil is a liar. You a liar. You a liar. All these preachers want is for people to become dependent on their ministry, for people to become dependent on whatever little anointing they got when you can teach them that Jesus Christ is the mediator of a better covenant. Jesus Christ is the mediator of a better covenant. Hallelujah. That's right, Selena Cleveland. Amen, amen. Once again, like, share, subscribe. Uh, now, I, I want to say we got to bring uh, a balance back. We do need the power of God because it is the anointed. Really, it's talking about the anointed, the Mashiach. Uh, it is the anointed, the, the, the Messiah. But speaking broadly, it is the anointing which destroys yokes. So we need to have a high anointing that the yokes can be broken, but not only the yokes of spirits, but also the renewing of our mind, yokes to old proclivities, ways of thinking. Okay, we need a renewing of the mind in the church. And that's why people can't stay free. That's why people can't stay free. Lobo 07103, it says, uh, we're all God's creation, but all sons and daughters. You are of your father, the devil. Absolutely. Until you accept Christ, you're none of his. Amen. Now, uh, we, we talk about this imbalance in the church. Like, sh share, subscribe. And I want people to go back to be able to see where we got to here. But I, I want to go back to our uh, opening slide. You see, I talked a little bit about what Jake's did with the, the woman who may have been going through a demonic episode. But I want to get to uh, old Carlton. That man can't stop being wicked. Old Carlton Pearson just can't stop. Richard Williams said, say it, my brother. They got to want help. Cry out in the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. But old, old Carton Pearson, he can't stop saying wickedness. Uh, he was recently on a uh, program talking about how the Bible has been infected. It's effective, but the, the Bible has been uh, 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 
infected. Now, I once again, I don't watch these things, but one thing about me is um, I'm on TikTok and I'm looking through TikTok and it causes me to scroll across shows. And when I saw him say that, I was very disturbed. And I I have to tell the church that God's word is established forever. It's not infected. It's misunderstood. Let's go to the scripture. Psalms 119, 89 and 90. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generation. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. See, that's the thing about the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Mormons, and so forth. They have these things where the Bible was misunderstood until their prophet got here. Even the Muslims, the Bible was misunderstood. The Injil, the gospel, was misunderstood until their prophet got here. But the Bible says his word is established forever. Now, let me show you something, and I'm, I'm going to read this quickly, Matthew six thirteen through 18, but I, I have 15 here. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, Well, who do you say I am? Verse 16 through 18. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will be in my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell are the governments of hell. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going into a whole bunch of uh, discussion, but for me, I don't believe the rock is Peter. I believe the rock is Jesus. And the reason why I say that is we, if we had to build anything on Peter, then this the whole building would topple over. Because before he was betrayed, Peter denied him thrice. Then after he was resurrected, Peter got the Holy Ghost, got a vision, told that the Gentiles were clean, don't call them common. And then when the Jews came around him, when he was with Paul and the Gentile brethren, the Jews came in, Peter got up from around the Gentile brethren, went over with the Jewish brethren and was acting stank and phony and was a hypocrite. And Paul had to rebuke Peter to his face. Now, if we was built on Peter, I'm just saying he, he 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 got some shaky parts, and I like a rock that don't shake, and I believe that rock is Jesus. I believe that rock named Jesus don't shake. I believe that rock named Jesus don't shake. So when it comes to the rock of truth, when it comes to his word being established forever, I am in disagreement with you, Carton Pearson. I'm in disagreement with you, my brother. I believe the word of God is as pure as it needed to be from the beginning. Because what happens is you talked about the manuscripts and then you talked about the copies of the lexicon. But what you did not mention is the same words in one copy from another time and another date. You can go 100 miles away, find another copy of the same book that come from the Torah that comes from the Injil, the gospel, and you can find that both of those copies will still be in perfect harmony. All right. That is not coincidental. You cannot harmonize that many chapters and verses, which it was divided into later without knowing that it was authenticated by the Holy Spirit. Now, what you might be confused with is translations. 
What you might be confused with is transliterations. It where it says, okay, Deborah Spear. While I agree we can learn much from apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, the spirit teaches us more. Thank you. The spirit teaches us more. There we go. The unction. The unction. Charisma. The teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Exactly. Now, going back to Carlton Pearson. Carlton Pearson. You might be talking about the translations. And you might be talking about the transliterations. But that's why I tell the people on this channel to depend on the Holy Ghost. That's why I tell the people on this channel that we have a right to appeal to the original Aramaic, Hebrew, and Koine Greek. Because if we go on what the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers say, we'll be in all kinds of directions. But if we all come to the Bible humble... If we all come to the scriptures humble and say, Lord, I don't know. Lord, that man don't know. I, and I know he don't know because he keeps asking me for my stuff every week. So I know he don't know. So all I can do is say, Lord, teach me by your spirit. Teach me by your power. But when you are not of God and you are not of the spirit of God, you'll look at the scriptures and you'll say they're foolishness. The, the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to them who are lost. There are lost. If a gospel be hidden, it's hidden from those that are lost. And that's because you were never of God. You were never of God. There's going to be people at the end, end of the days that say, I prophesied in your name. I, I cast out devils in your name. Many, uh, many miracles was done in your name. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you people. I never knew you people. Other words, the name of Jesus got power stand up by itself. But there are people in the end of days that's going to end up in a place where Jesus is going to tell them, I never knew you people, ever. Not you backslid. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, Lord Jesus, that's a whole nother discussion. That's a whole nother discussion. Jesus is not going to say, not, he's not going to say, oh, you backslid or we was walking together one time. Jesus is going to tell a lot of people, shockingly, I never knew you, never knew you people. So what I'm trying to say is these people who can come up against the word, I'm going to talk about that. If you coming up against the word of God, when I know this is the most powerful document the world has ever seen, the word of the Lord is the most powerful document this world has ever witnessed. I'm going to stand on the word. I'm going to stand on the word. When you come up against it, I'm going to tell you right now, and, 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 and let me go back to the scripture, verse uh, 18, and I say unto thee, thou Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The governments of hell will not prevail against it. The gate is the government. The gate is where the elders would meet. The gate is where decisions would be made. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care if it was the English translation. I don't care if it was the Latin translation. I don't care if it was the German translation. I don't care what the vernacular was. The bottom line is the governments of hell could not prevail against the truth of God's word and despite all of the lies from slavery on down that was put in front of our faces we were still able to find out that Jesus was Lord. We were still able to find out that we can go to God for ourselves. We were still able to find out that where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. We were still able to find the truth and it made us free. Good God in heaven. I don't care what the gates of hell tried to do to the word it was settled forever in heaven it was settled 
forever in heaven and I ain't need to wait and I come to tell every denomination I do not have to wait on your apostle to figure out what the words say I don't have to wait on your prophet to figure out what the words say I don't have to wait on your evangelist your prophetess I don't have to wait on none of your false leaders to find out what the words say I have an unction I have an unction, a charisma with the Holy Ghost, the teaching ministry of the Holy Ghost. I have an unction that gives me what I need from the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. I will not wait on preachers to decipher for me what the Holy Spirit was given to decipher for myself. Now, here's the only caveat I'll say with you. Be led of the Spirit, not your spirit. We back at the beginning. False balance is abomination. There's a lot of people talking about the Holy Ghost speaking too. Now, there's some people who say the demons are speaking. There's a lot of people who saying the Holy Ghost are speaking. But I read a book one time and it said something very intriguing. It said if the Holy Spirit was lifted off of the earth, 95% of church activity would still keep going. Thank you for a witness, Sister Deborah. Thank you for a witness. You better preach, sir. Thank you, Lord. Here's a, a saying I heard. If the Holy Spirit was lifted from the earth, 95% of church activity would keep on going. People will still be speaking in what they call tongues. People will still be doing what they call in prophecy. People will still be dancing and shouting. People will still be preaching. And you ought not preach without the unction, without the Holy Ghost saying something to you, moving within you. My God in heaven. 95% of what's happening in the earth would still be going on. Why? Because people are dependent on their mind and the flesh. But a false balance is an abomination. We got to get some balance. Everything ain't God. Everything somebody dream ain't God. Every prophecy you hear ain't God. My Lord today. Here, here, yes. Wouldn't the preacher give confirmation of God's word? That's what a preacher's supposed to do. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So on today, I once again, I saw what uh, Bishop Jakes did with the the young lady who was going through a an episode. Very, it could have been demonic, but what I do know is there's times, and I'm gonna say it here at the end of this. There are many times we should have been calling the police, and we were calling Jesus. And I ain't talking about little stuff. I'm talking about in the Pentecostal holiness, apostolic churches, too many young women done, uh, been molested and it's swept under the rug. Too many women have been abused in their homes and it's swept under the rug. Too many preachers have stolen the money. And we, oh, Lord, oh, just ask the Lord to forgive you, Pastor. No, call the IRS. That joker need to be in jail. No. We uncalled on Jesus for stuff we should have been calling the police about. My God in heaven today. We need to be for real in the church. If we would do our part, then God could do his part. We are here praying for healing and eating chitterling, chitterlings. I'm trying to say it right and mess it up even worse. Chitterlings. Lord, I want heal me, Lord. Lord, Jesus, help my health. Lord, help my health. And ate three hamburgers just now. You can't do that. We got to be for real. That's right, what, what a real prophet does. Real prophet go tell the truth and stay in the word. We got to be for real. The church has to stop being ignorant. We need to put away this ignorant spirit. 
And I, and I like, like I say, if a demoniac comes in the midst of us, we have dealt with demoniacs. But at the same time, when I've seen you and we've counseled you and we've got the devil off of you and all that kind of stuff, and you making choices, don't sweat out my suit. Don't sweat out my suit. Don't have me hollering. Don't spit on me. I don't. I don't throw up on my shoes. I pay good money for my. Sho- don't throw up on my shoes. That is a foolish spirit. And I believe in taking care of good things that the Lord give me. You have a foolish spirit. And we need to get rid of foolishness in the church. And then God can really help his people. So on today, once again, the point is we need balance. We need balance. A false balance is an abomination unto the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. We want things to weigh rightly. And they used to have commerce. It was talking about business not being a cheater in business, but they used to have stones that equal certain weights. You know, it might be a pound of flour and you have a pound stone and you make sure it's the same thing. You make sure the stone not light. So you, they thinking they have a pound stone and they're getting less than a pound of flour. That's what's happening in the church. You think you're getting salvation and what you're getting is a whole bunch of prescriptions of men and you have a false balance and you have an unjust weight. So, saints of God, once again, like, subscribe, subscribe, share. Uh, if the Lord puts it on your heart, Dollar Sign Church Unlimited, we want to be able to do this in an even more excellent way. We want a grander uh, organization here. Uh, anyone knows me, we're always giving, we're always supporting, we're always pushing other places, and I pray that the Lord will touch hearts and that people will want to uh, help ministries like this one that just says depend on jesus i'm not saying follow me i'm telling you follow jesus follow the lord and uh i hope that you'll be a blessing praise the lord so that's that god bless you god keep you heaven smile upon you tell more people about us um tell more people like subscribe share like subscribe share uh contact me uh my email is raythepreacher at gmail.com Raythepreacher at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Look forward to it. Next Monday, 7 p.m. on The Unction.